Hey everybody, I'm Alan. I watch a lot of movies. This is Alan rewatches movies. Uh, so, uh, as I mentioned back in my Wonder Woman 1984 episode that I planned on watching the movie uh, a couple more times. Uh, and so this is going to be, uh, I watched it one more time in the 30 days that it was on HBO Max. Um, just finished it, actually. And I wanted to do this episode, uh, a second episode on Wonder Woman 84. Um, partially because of hindsight. Um, also to see if re-watching it outside of it being Christmas Day and the first new movie that I've seen uh, at that time in months um, of a piece that I love the first of that I um, like was excited for more than anything in the world um, and to see if on a second viewing, especially with the hindsight of what everyone else in the world apparently <laughs> thought of this movie um and to see how much it changed in my opinion of the movie um if i was able to look at it more objectively um thoughts along those lines uh about it and similar i guess you could say similar to my my mcu watch through um this isn't going to be a 45-minute long <laughs> episode uh, of me talking about Wonder Woman 84, but the idea was similar to that. Uh, I'm not going to do this for everything. In fact, this is probably going to be the only movie that I'm going to have two specific standalone episodes on that I can think of, um, just because of this. So... Uh, overall, I'm going to say this on the second watch. I still liked it. I still liked it a lot. <laughs> uh, I, that said, uh, and a lot of the same things that I said in the first episode about why I liked it still strung, tr still rang true for me. Uh, for the people who, like, there are things about it that... Uh, that people disliked, uh, that I was at least able to explain away in my own head. Uh, people saying that it wasn't 80s enough. Um, newsflash, 80s is more than just bright neon lights and, like, and side ponytails and fun pop music. Uh, there was a whole big punk movement, and you can see that eighty that part of the eighties in uh, in Barbara's outfits and her clothes. Uh, that inspiration through that when, especially in the fight at the White House, um, that outfit, um, like that's. I think, especially because that is the 80s that Patty Jenkins was a part of. Like, that's that's what she grew up doing, or what she was into at the time. 
So I can see her leaning more into that part of the 80s than the neon post-disco everything is bright and shiny 80s uh, that you still get in the mall scene. It also just serves as a stark contrast of Wonder Woman uh, doing the being this bright, shiny thing versus the for a lesser term, dark Wonder Woman, uh, where it's more dark and gritty uh, when Barbara has the Wonder Woman powers uh, in that extent. So to me, like like that worked. Uh, I also appreciated that, especially because the 80s are all about, at least especially in my brain, if I think back onto the 80s, a time when I was actually alive, um, granted, I was zero through nine <laughs> during the eighties, but I still have like an actual thought process about around the eighties. Everything is about being bigger and better and stronger and faster and the best and just, um, more, 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 more and more and more. And so by putting this story of greed and um, like I said this in the first episode, but I'm going to say it again uh, by putting this story of greed and jealousy and envy in that time frame, it fits the period better than it would if it was set today or post the events of uh, justice league. Like it fits better in the eighties. So I'm that's that alone is why I'm glad it's set when it's set. Um, yes, yes. Uh, wonder woman, Diana's outfits could be more eighties more like her clothes are a little bit more subtle and timeless. So yes, there's some flaws there, but again, I like, the way they did uh, the the fight scenes or the outfitting on Barbara made up for it for me. Um, the the thing of why did dude have to come back in the body of another dude? I don't know. They didn't want to have to explain zombies. Uh, it's silly. And yeah, it's weird. And yeah, kind of rapey if you think about it. But I don't know. I turn, I choose to think of this more as um, another throwback to the 80s is how I would describe it. Because in 80s movies, shit just happened. Like, and people accepted it. People just accepted that shit happened in the eighties. Uh, in in fun adventure movies, shit just happened, and you would accept that Marty McFly and Doc Brown are best of friends, despite being fifty years age difference, and there being no reason for them to know each other at all, uh, or to hang out. Period. <laughs> Otherwise, it's creepy and weird, 
that this grown ass man is hanging out with this high school boy. Nobody questioned that in the eighties. And the, so yes, I understand that I'm saying that the, the problem of it being, you shouldn't think about it because the movie set in the eighties is weird and I'm probably wrong, <laughs> but that's the excuse that I'm going to give. I don't know. I don't know. Like, that's how I can look past it. It's, it is weird. And yeah, yeah, she probably did have sex with that dude, uh, but thought it was, uh, Steve, but you know what? I'm not going to think about it. I'm not going to think about it because it's a, it's a comic book movie. And, uh, you know what happens in comic book? Weird shit happens in comic books, and it's not explained, and people accept it. I don't know why movies are suddenly different when it's a comic book movie. Um, period. Uh, so, also, and I'm going to say this, uh, while, yes, Cheetah didn't look super great, digitally didn't capture very, like, it's better than cats, but that's because it's, you know, set in a, the fight scene where she, the brief minute that she's cheetah, um, it's set at nighttime. So there, the things are hidden a little bit better. And so you can't quite see all of the flaws that you could see in cats, for example. Um, but it, uh, it's not great. It's not a great, but but this is my counterpoint. Uh, the Cheetah versus Wonder Woman fight scene. Better digitally made fight scene than, and I'm going to say it, uh, better than uh, Black Panther versus Killmonger, the fight scene at the end. Looks better. It does. It's a better fight scene. Uh, it's still, I wish that they could figure out at some point, and I'm sure they will at some point, figure out how to make CGI fight scenes that don't look like video game cutscenes. but they still haven't done it. And if you can put this, uh, if you guys can forgive or ignore that in a Oscar nominated best picture movie. In Black Panther, I think you can forgive it in Wonder Woman 84. Uh, I'm going to say that. <laughs> so, that's my thoughts on that part of the movie. Um, I, I, I don't know if I mentioned it in the, in the first episode, but uh, I'm annoyed even more that Wonder Woman can fly. That's not one of her power sets. That's why she has a fucking invisible jet in the first place. Um, she doesn't need that superpower. She doesn't need it. Um, and the whole, the, the lasso can show you the truth, uh, bit that is also very contrived, I think, for moving the plot along. I didn't love. I didn't love. But you also needed a way to, because, as with the fight scene with Cheetah, you can tell that 
you can't just tell someone, you can't beat someone up to get them to uh, let go of their wishes and their dreams. Um, even if it's in their worst interest. If, if that goes again, it hurts them in the long run. You can't do that. Um, other things uh, in this one that I would say... Um, I think Maxwell Lord, I don't think, like, people were, specifically, I remember hearing this uh, on the Well Actually podcast, it's a really great podcast, by the way, uh, Kane, Brad, and Holly do a great job on that podcast, and I recommend it if you want another pop culture podcast. I sounded really mad when I said that. I'm not mad. I promise. I love those guys. They're great. They're part of the reason why I rewatched this because of what they said. Um, Maxwell Lord, his turn at the end doesn't come as out of left field for me. Um, because of the way they introduce him at the beginning of the movie uh specifically because you can tell that he loves his son and he's trying to just be like no don't be like me um i want to be somebody that you his whole goal his whole motivation for why he wants to do this and be more and be better is because he wants to be someone that his son can look up to and love while he doesn't realize that his son already looks up to and loves him. He doesn't need the material things. His son, his son's wishes are literally for his dad. Like he wants his dad to be successful. He wants like his, his son is this selfless little ball of six years old. And, his dad is too caught up in his own shame and guilt and like his own emotions about who he is to uh, like actually realize that his son doesn't need him to be this rich, powerful dude. He just needs him to be his dad. And I think that, I mean, granted I'm an only child son of divorce uh that's really cool to me like the that that part of the story and the way it's told and that's why he gives it up is because he realizes that his son is in danger because of his bullshit um that's i liked that i liked that part of it um <sighs> i didn't think i was gonna have 15 minutes to talk about this a second time <laughs> Uh, and yeah, I think that's it. Like there were, there's still, there are parts of it that yes, the movie has its flaws. And I think I'm realizing that now it's not as, I don't like it. I like the first one so much more. Uh, I guess that's what this is going to boil down to. I like the first one a lot more, but this movie, I don't. On, well, actually, they wind up talking a little bit about whether a movie is a 
like everybody jumps to a movie's either bad or it's either good, bad or it's good. Like there's no middle ground for movies anymore. Uh, everyone is reactionary and expects a movie to be either good or bad. And um, I think I'm just as guilty of that as everyone else. Uh, I think this is a mediocre movie. And because it's a mediocre movie, it's an average movie, um, that, like, you, that, like, I can still enjoy. I find the reasons to enjoy it, and I don't think, like, I don't, I, I understand where people are coming from where they tell me that it's bad or they didn't like it because the flaws, I see it. The difference is I look, I'm able to look past those things. Um, and find the things that I like about it, which I cover a lot more of those in the first episode. So go back and listen to that. Um, and so I think overall, like it's, I, I gave it a better rating than it deserved because, like I said at the start, I was caught up in the emotions. I was caught up in everything around it and what it was. Um, and now revisiting it, I'm going to. I want to. I want to redo my rating. Um. Also, just for the record, the oil thing—that's the other part where the the movie is explicitly racist. Um. And all of that, the Middle East stuff. Um, yeah, that sucked. Uh, that part was rough, and it was hard for me to look past. Uh, other than to say, there was a time in the 80s where I wore a t-shirt that said Scud Busters on it because... I was super, super into the war in the Middle East. It's not a thing that I should say out loud. Um, and I don't know, maybe I, it falls back sort of to the, they're making a, a feel for this, the, the appeal to the audiences and making it feel like a movie that took place in the eighties. But I think it's more than that, and I think it's more unfortunate in this regard. Like, I can ignore the silly shit happening for silly shit reasons. Um, I will say I don't know of a single movie that could showcase greed in regards to oil, which was a, was it was and is continue to be a big thing uh, in today's day and age without going to the Middle East, and uh, um, it's unfortunate that they had to make the person a caricature, and they couldn't uh, post or make a part of the, the, the presentation be more uh, accurate, uh, less um, xenophobic, that sort of stuff. Uh, I could have done without that. I'm going to say that before I finish what I'm saying. Um, that said, the people that were in charge of those those places at that time 
had a lot of those same beliefs that they showcased there. Like they just did. Uh, they still do. They, I guarantee you that there's some maniac in power who's like, God damn it. Why can't I just make these people believe what I believe and take over and let me be the boss. Um, it's a bad thing, (laughs) but I feel like those wishes, those, those problems are things that sort of still would exist to this day. Anyway, uh, I'm going to get back to what I'm going to talk about or what I wanted to say, which is I'm going to re redo my rating because I'm pretty sure I gave it a five. Um, I, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm going to bring it back a little bit. I'm going to give it a three. Uh, cause again, I still enjoyed the movie. Uh, but it is a very average movie. Um, there's a lot of things that that like like I said it's got problems that I'm like a perfect movie which I've had a couple that I've really enjoyed recently um wouldn't have those problems and so I'm going to change my rating it gets a three I picked a three because like I said it's a mediocre movie uh it's an average movie and I wanted so much more from it that I gave it more than it deserved. Anyway, there we go. And with that, thank you for listening. Uh, this has been Alan at the Movies. Uh, uh, you can always connect with the podcast on Facebook and Instagram at Alan at the Movies. You can email the show uh, at at gmail.com. Tell me what you thought. Um, tell me your thoughts on Wonder Woman 84, um, why you, probably why you didn't like it, why you disagree with everything I've now spent 35 minutes talking about total, uh, or why, why, if I, if I changed your mind a little bit, if I made you rethink things, I'm intrigued to see if this rewatch episode was worth any of the trouble of doing it. Um, Yeah, so thank you for listening. You can always uh, follow along and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get podcasts. I know we're on iTunes. We're in the Apple thing, which is iTunes. Uh, I'm on Spotify, I can tell you that. Uh, And I will... Talk to you guys the next time I watch a movie. Bye-bye.